Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Woman Get In Podcast. Hello, Mandy. Hi, Miley. Are you feeling a little bit better? I'm feeling 90 to 95%. And I think it's a little <laughs> bit more accurate than other, like, I think, so I was thinking, I was like, in the last, like, two days, I've been more, uh, what is it when, like, you know, if you have, like, dementia or like you're very like fuzzy and then like suddenly you get clarity and then I'm like the last two days I've actually been like awake because I feel like the last two and a half weeks I've been in this like surreal dream where I'm like I think I'm alive but I'm not really alive and I think I'm doing better but then I like crash and burn and everything seems like a dream but things have been more clearer the last two days (laughs) that's good yeah I totally relate to the feelings of I think it would be maybe aphasia where you just can't think of things as you're wanting to, you get like partway through a sentence and then the rest of it just disappears. Yeah. (laughs) Time disappears. And I'm thinking like, like I I, I was thinking back is like, I started giving people maybe about like a week, week and a half ago, I started telling people like, Oh yeah, I I feel like I'm 60%. Oh, I feel like I'm 75%. But then like, I think back and I'm like, I was way off way more optimistic than, than I really was. Yeah. And you and I were kind of talking offline and I thought, you know, I think your baseline might be a little off, like most people's 75, 80%. So there's probably a 20, 25% handicap on any number you think you're feeling. It's probably yeah. a bit less than that because you're so used, used to feeling a bit run down just from so much go, go, go. Yeah. You were texting me that you felt I don't know, 85% or something. And then you listed all these symptoms and Mr. Boyfriend was nearby and he goes, but that's 85%. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I think think there's some work to be done there. (laughs) Yeah, I feel it. And I think part of it was like, you know, I'm such a, not that I like, I try to manifest into the universe and I, not that I don't intentionally lie or like fudge the truth, but I try to tell myself like, oh, like I'll be okay. And like, I'm doing great. And then like when I'm really not, but I'm just trying to pump myself up for like, okay, I got, I'm feeling good. But then when I really think about it, like second thought, I'm like, wait, but I'm, I'm coughing nonstop. My chest hurts. My brain hurts. I get out of bed for 20 minutes and then I'm completely depleted of energy. Uh, Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Yeah. 12 minutes after she's like, I'm 85%. 12 minutes later, she's in bed, passed out, no no energy, sleeping for three hours. Oh my goodness. Well, you... You're starting to sound a lot better and I am happy to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I, uh, you know, like a week ago I had a a trip to Chicago, a bit, a work trip to Chicago. So I had felt like what I thought was 75, 80%. So I was like, oh, by the time I make it to Chicago, I'll be fine. And then the trip just completely depleted me. So then I was in bed in Chicago for three days straight. I didn't leave my hotel room and then came back here and I've been in bed literally 
for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like five days straight. And now I actually feel like I have a clear head. So I feel like I'm finally alive. I thought like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Remember all those episodes ago when you were thinking, when is my turn with COVID? I want a break too. Everybody else gets a two-week vacation. Yeah. You're right. I completely forgot about that. When I was like, I should just pretend like I have COVID so I get days off. Man, I took, my brother came in this morning and he was like, are you sure you still have a job to go back to? Because I've literally been out of work for two and a half weeks. I have not, I have not worked since June like 9th. <laughs> You're all, what day is it today? Is it still June? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it's well, barely June, by the way. It's, it's my birthday tomorrow, so I'm super excited. Well, when listeners are hearing this, if they listen on the day oh. we release it, it will be uh, one day prior will have been Miley's birthday will be yesterday. So yes, please send her all of the happy belated and birthday wishes uh, that your little fingers can on social media. I'm hoping to get out of bed on my birthday. <laughs> that's Ooh, that's my a good goal. goal. So like a couple months ago, my goal was to get my, my private pilot's license by my birthday. Now I just want to be able to get out of bed. <laughs> hey, you have your private pilot's license by your birthday. You just didn't specify which year's birthday. Exactly. You're right. Oh my God. I love the way you think, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> you have officially checked it off your list. Um, how, how are you doing? I am good. Uh, had a really busy weekend. Had um, Mr. Boyfriend and I have been talking for a little bit about moving him into my condo. And we did that this weekend. So wow. yeah, it was a little bit of a busy weekend, you know, me making room for another person and then moving that person in here. So uh, luckily he didn't have a lot of stuff to move. He ended up like trading things with a former roommate. And so he didn't have any big furniture items to really move in here. Yeah. So it was really just small stuff, his clothes. I have a few house plans now. Oh uh, yeah. He's in charge of those. I will not be doing anything with that. I've got, a, I've got a plant in my bedroom that he tells me is quote, the workhorse for air quality. <laughs> so that's exciting. I have house plans. I have another human here. I have piles and piles oh, another of human. I like how you're listing everything and you're like, and another human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I'm not really nervous or I don't really feel any anxiety about it. I just, we've kind of been talking about, we've been talking about it coming at some point and, you know, down the road and like, I don't know, what's the point in waiting what's going to change one month, two months, three months from now that why do we, why bother putting off the inevitable and we just decided to do it. So I have a bunch of clothes. I'm going to look into Poshmark and thread up and Facebook marketplace. And I have a lot of clothes that are in either new with tags or like new condition, including like professional work pants, stuff that I'm never going to wear again now that like oh or when I do if I ever return to the corporate world it will be so far from now that I will buy new pants so I have a lot of clothes that I'm going to look at uh, resale sites and try to sell them instead of donating them to some organization that may or may not be using them for good purposes the money so I'm going to look at getting rid of some stuff I have a lot of like cute clubby dresses and uh just yeah cute shit I used to wear out to the clubs that I don't do anymore either. <laughs> but yeah oh, so I have piles of stuff around here to donate piles of stuff to try to resell 
And um, it's honestly, it's pretty well organized, though, being that it just happened in the last two days. Well, I can't wait to hear about updates. Like, you know, this just reminds me of the episode with Jessica on sustainable fashion and stuff. So please uh, give us updates as you work through all of the different avenues for um, selling or donating or whatever. Um, Because you may, you know, you listed out a few things that we've mentioned before, but who knows during this process, you might discover some new places too for our listeners. Yeah, I know there are a couple of local consignment type of shops too. So um, I figure I'll just make some calls, do some internet inquiry research stuff and see what happens. I don't know. I figure if I can sell it all and make, you know, six bucks back on my $50 bands, <laughs> it's better than nothing. And it'll go to somebody who I know is going to use it versus me just dumping it in a donation bin somewhere like historically I do. So yeah, I'll definitely keep everybody updated and let y'all know maybe what I found to be most helpful with that venture. That's awesome. And um, I like that you said that you don't really feel any anxiety about the move-in because uh, it reminds me of, you know, we said it in in the past in an episode about how, you know, kind of like, oh, the whole butterflies thing when you feeling butterflies for someone is actually probably not a good thing, right? Because it's your body telling you maybe something's not right, but when you can feel calmness, I mean, that's a Buddhist uh, principle or teaching about feeling calm in situations in life. And, uh, and that's actually a good sign that, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, I was dating someone and we talked about moving in together and I felt all of this anxiety and it, it goes back to listening to your body. And well, I mean, I did end up moving in with him, which is probably why I had so, you know, like I, I had so much anxiety about it, but it's a good thing that, you know, you're, you're not nervous. You're not anxious. Like it actually is a calm process and it's fun. I like, I can't wait to see Mr. Boyfriend every time I come over. <laughs> yeah, you're a new roommate. <laughs> my new roommate. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that because I had said that in a previous text message to you and I was like, oh, we have a new roommate. <laughs> it's been so I mean, many never there anymore. It's been so many summers since you lived here part-time. I know. <laughs> but I think of it like yesterday. <laughs> it does feel like yesterday. And it's funny in this episode when we get to it I do have some throwbacks to that summer as well (laughs) not necessarily referencing you living here but just where we all were I think where a lot of us were in a headspace um there's some throwbacks in my episode but uh yeah it's exciting I'm sure he's excited to see you he hasn't seen you in a long time I'm excited to see you I haven't seen you in person in a long time uh because of travel and COVID so I know we're getting together this weekend we can tell our listeners about that next week so stay tuned we're up to lots of fun stuff and we get to celebrate our birthdays together this weekend yeah Mm -hmm. and I'm actually going to be around for your actual birthday my scuba diving trip to Mexico got canceled so I'll be around for uh the actual birthday I have to go to Vegas on the 16th uh for a pilots conference but on the 15th I'll be around so I can't wait to see you on your actual birthday oh my gosh I'm so excited to for to see you and then pilots conference that's awesome too it's a pilot conference in Vegas specifically for um Asian American pilots but anyone can join and anyone can attend Southwest Airlines is a big sponsor so uh I'm just gonna go there with my instructor David and um and it'll just be fun to kind of 
do like a real pilot thing. <laughs> I mean, like flying is a real pilot thing, but like going to a conference and meeting other pilots. <laughs> yeah, like a, a step in the direction of not feeling like an imposter in that space that's kind of new to you, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it because sometimes I don't feel like, I mean, one, I don't have my license license, but like sometimes I'm like, oh, am I really a pilot? Am I not a pilot? Yeah. You're, you're just so new to that space. I mean, yeah, I think, what is that about us? Is it, does this plague women more than men? Because I feel like it does. I feel like historically data shows us that surveys of women, we feel imposter syndrome, even in even in places, communities, groups where we obviously belong, we still have these weird little doubts. And I wish I could figure, I wish someone could figure out the magic button or the pill that would take all that shit away from us. So we just, there are some women I know. I have a cousin who has wild, amazing, what's it called? Confidence. It's, <laughs> I'm a, what's it called? Confidence. She's, <laughs> She's wildly confident in everything she does and everywhere she goes, nothing about her is wrong. She's so happy to say, you know, her thoughts and be expressive and just own any space she walks into. And I was, when I was with her last summer and one of her friends from her neighborhood, her friend was talking about like, either it was a body confidence issue or it was like a dating confidence is something along these lines of being shot down in some space. And my cousin was like, I don't have that because I started relating to the friend. I go, oh, me too. Da, 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 da. And I'm talking about these spaces where I obviously belong and I'm a member and deserve to be there. And but I still have these issues. My cousin's just totally doesn't relate, doesn't get it. She just looks at us like we're wild animals. Like She's like, I don't understand. What are you talking about? I'm like, how can I bottle what you have <laughs> and dispense it to my friends? Like, can, how can I dispense this to all the women who deserve to have their seat at the proverbial table that they belong and deserve to be at. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Sometimes I just wonder, and uh, I mean, I'm sure you asked her and sometimes I, I, I run into some of these people too. And I ask them like, where, how did you become what you are? Like, how did you come to think the way you do? How do you, how have you built this confidence, this like self sense of self assurance, um, yeah, I, I wonder if it's that nature versus nurture thing. I'm like, was it your, I mean, because she comes from the same side of the family I do. She's a cousin. She's not that far removed. But I just, I'm like, what happened in your household? Or is this wiring in your brain? You know, is some of this is DNA and genetics. And then it's supported by the group you grew up in. I mean, she had a tumultuous childhood. It wasn't like easy peasy. Everything was great all the time. So I'm just like, where did this come from? <laughs> it's it's so, it's fun and it's wild. And I'm glad you're getting a step in the direction of owning that pilot label behind your name. Slowly, but surely progress is slow progress. Little progress is still progress. Yeah. And that's Baby steps part are of, yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot since my birthday is coming up. And plus, like I've been at home because I figured I was at home at my place by myself for the first few days. And then I realized I wasn't really taking good care of myself. So I moved over to my mom's house and she's been taking good care of me. But, you know, it's been wonderful having someone like your mom, like who loves you more than your mom? You know what I mean? Like she wouldn't she she would do anything for me. But the downside to being with here is, you know, it's my birthday and I'm turning 36 mm -hmm. and 
you know, cultural pressure, societal pressure. I don't, I, I'm nowhere close to having a husband. So I've been hearing that a lot the last few days. And, um, and I don't know, like there's, um, there's a lot going on in my head when it comes to like, um, who I am, you know, and am I enough? Uh, and sometimes I wonder, I mean, it took me a long time before I really felt like a dentist, you know, like, um, and sometimes people will say like, Miley, how did you get to where you are today? Like, how, how did you get to have so many degrees whenever you're up there presenting or speaking on something, you, you have this, like, you have this presence about yourself. And it's like you, and sometimes I wonder, like, I wonder if it's like a switch, like, you know, sometimes I, I'm like, I think I'm a little shy, a little reserved, but then when I go on stage and you give me a microphone, I, I have to like turn on this switch of confidence or, or I fake it until I make it kind of thing. And I sometimes wonder like maybe some of these people who have this sense of like confidence and assurance, maybe it's one of those things where you just got to force yourself. Like you act the part, even if you like, haven't you said something like that in one of our previous episodes where like, you gotta wear the clothes if you're gonna be a businesswoman? I, I don't know, you said it very <laughs> much more eloquently than I am saying it right now, but you've said how like, you know, you wanna be that CEO, you gotta start thinking and acting like a CEO, even if you're not a CEO, or, yeah. you know, I gotta start acting and thinking like a pilot, even if I'm not a pilot yet, or, right. and I wonder sometimes maybe that's the mindset, like, that's what we got to bottle up because it's, yeah, I it's fascinating how easily that mindset of belonging and acceptance and owning it comes to some people. Like I relate to the flipping the switch. Cause I think I've even said this before on the podcast, how sometimes we'll get up there. Um, we'll get in front of the microphones and we just go, or I'll get up. I've, I remember getting up to do presentations or I'll speak in front of people or, you know, I'm talking at a meeting full of people who are running organizations and doing big things that I think are awesome and change, you know, making real change in the world. And then I get down and I'm all, did that make sense? What did I just say? <laughs> this part of my brain just slips on and goes before people say, oh my gosh, it was great. Are you kidding me? And I'm all, okay, good. Cause I don't know what just happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't remember the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what just happened five minutes ago? <laughs> but there's this I wonder if that part of that brain is just more activated in certain people than it is in some of us. Yeah, no, you're right. I like that. I like how you said that maybe it is more activated in some because uh, it's, it's fun. you know, like I just, I go back to this whole, but, and I wonder again, if it has to do with nurture and nature and stuff too, because like, I go back to, you know, the whole husband societal pressures and stuff and, uh, and, I don't know, like when I'm around my family who gives me the pressure about like, you're 36, you don't have a lot of time. Like I start to feel that pressure, but when I'm by myself and when I'm living my life and making my own decisions, like I, I feel comfortable with that. And, and so nature has, you know, nature and nurture both have really strong effects on how you think and what parts of you are activated. And I don't know. The, uh, I don't, I don't know what to think, but so, you know, I just keep thinking about that stuff a lot. Well, I think you just said some really important things for anybody who might be in a similar situation when you're alone and you're on your own and you're doing the things that make you happy, you are comfortable and happy and content and fulfilled with all the things that you've been doing for the last, you know, 18 years since you got out of high school or whatever it is like 
you've been doing the things that are expanding and fulfilling your life, your world, your space. And you are a big person in faith and hope. And I think that, you know, past relationships scar, leave little scars on all of us and leave little wounds. And it takes time to heal those things and figure out what, when and where we need to be for the next one. And as long as you're doing things that continue to grow you, and I know you, I think if our listeners have been here for any length of time, they have a good idea about your core and your core values and what type of person you are, then be reassured that you are doing the things to make you the best version for that next person. And it'll come when it's supposed to. And it, you can't rush it. You can't you can't force it to happen. No amount of external pressure is going to suddenly make a man appear or a woman, whoever, you know, whatever you're looking for, uh, a, a, partner, a partner appear that's just going to suddenly fit in oh so perfectly. Like it will happen when it's supposed to happen. And just, you know, be open to the idea. And when you're open and ready for it, I think it will present itself. And at the end of the day, you're enough. You're more than enough. You've always been enough. And it's just waiting for the person being patient and keep doing your thing until the person who also sees that in you arrives. Thanks, Mandy. No, you're right. And I think that's like exactly all the things that you just said, like you're enough and like just keep doing like following your North star and stuff. Like, I think sometimes when I'm surrounded by family and by like, and I hear things, you know, I see things or I read things and like the pressures from societal stuff, like it, it kind of makes you feel kind of like an imposter too. Like going back to the whole, I'm like, am I supposed to be where I'm supposed to be? Like, you know, who's saying, who's defining where I'm supposed to be and who I'm supposed to be. And, you know, like, who says I have to be with somebody and who says I, you know, who says I can't be by myself right now, independent learning about who I am, you know? So like that whole, like it, it, you can feel like an imposter in so many situations in so many facets of your life. Like, I feel like I, I, I'm a good dentist. Like I, 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 I have no doubt that I don't feel like an imposter when I'm a dentist, like maybe a little bit with my whole piloting thing. But I think that's part of like, when you learn something new, when you grow and you, you know, when I first started hiking, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. When I started camping, I have no idea what I'm doing, but now I'm like, I can totally do this, like scuba diving, all this stuff. And, you know, when it comes back to the whole, um, being a good friend, like, am I being a good enough friend? Am I checking in on my like friends? Am I showing up for my friends? Like, and like, am I ready? Am I, am I the best version of myself for the next person? Whenever that relationship or that person shows up in my life. Like you can feel like an imposter in so many different scenarios in your life, I guess. And so um, I just hope like, and I wonder, maybe this is what you feel like all the time, no matter what age you are, you know? <laughs> like, I'm sure I felt like this when I was 25 years old, when I was 21, I'm probably gonna feel like this when I'm 45. <laughs> do, when do, I'm you a think, do you think it dissipates a little bit? Cause you said you feel, are you, you feel more comfortable in your dentist role. You're feeling far more comfortable in your teacher role. So I think the longer like time, I think time, like this weird little saying time heals everything or, you know, with time, everything just sort of settles in. I think with time, like the pilot thing and wherever you end up relationship wise and child wise, which is a slight teaser for a future episode. Uh, I think we're going to get into some fertility chats in a future episode, but Miley, speaking of her biological clock is tick, tick, ticking away. <laughs> 
we'll get into some of that. But I, uh, I think with time, you just learn to settle into new roles and nothing is, nothing feels obvious the first day, like starting a new job. Like the first yeah. couple of weeks, you're always like, oh my God, what is this place? Is this place right place? You know, I think there's a lot of that with anything in life and just take time to settle in and accept it and own it and uh, realize that you're right where you're supposed to be. Like, even when I haven't always felt a sure, I'm, I've always been very dedicated to the idea that I am right where I'm supposed to be, when I am supposed to be there. Everything is happening with a purpose and a timing. And I just have to sit tight until it has revealed itself to me. And shout out, throwback to our affirmations episode. Because <laughs> when you were saying that, I was thinking about how, you know, you were saying like, everything is happening for me, not to me. Right. Uh, right where I'm supposed to be. And so uh, for many of our listeners, if you are also having a birthday this summer and going through some <laughs> thoughts that are swimming around in your head, like like me, <laughs> I don't want to speak for Mandy, but for me, uh, feel free to listen back in on our affirmations episode too, because I think Mandy did an incredible job at giving us many, many wonderful, beautiful, uh, meaningful affirmations during that episode. Thank you. Thank you. And this reminds me, shout out, it's cancer season. <laughs> oh, like skin cancer season? Wait, no, I'm like lost. cancer zodiac sign. You oh. and I are both cancers. And uh, I forgot to mention that last week when it officially started, but shout out because it's cancer season. Miley and I both have birthdays in as cancer crabs and, uh, you know, we're the best of the best. So I think we should mention that. <laughs> Should we talk to the people about today's episode? Yep. I appreciate you catching up with me and our listeners. Oh, yeah. But before we talk about our episode, do you want to talk about like the newest current huge issue that's happening in our country yeah. in the last Thank couple you days? Because that is at the bottom of my notes and we would be remiss to not mention our extreme sadness and disappointment in SCOTUS overturning the Roe decision. Yeah, it's, I feel a lot of emotion, sadness, anger, disappointment, uh, shock. Yeah. I feel um, discriminated. I feel unfairly, uh, I don't even know how to, like, just, it, it's just very unfair, um, very minimized, I guess. Uh, and so, Those are great words. I feel a lot of heartbreak for myself, for the females that came before me, but for like future, for the future too. Yeah. Uh, I, it's really sad to sad day to kind of see rights. Basically what it boils down to is rights being taken away, like protections for women being taken away and the choice to make healthcare decisions. And there's a lot of people out there who are saying it's not being taken away. It's just up to the individual state now. And I mean, if you don't understand how that affects all of us, then please go out and listen to the other side of the argument a lot more because there are many, many, many people, like all this does, you you can't criminalize, you can't remove or stop abortion by criminalizing it. All you right. will do is make it unsafe and historic. I mean, there's a ton of data out there. Historically, brown and black women haven't had access to care uh, great healthcare, uh, sex education, contraceptives, and um, uh, it's just, it's going to make, it's going to enforce cycles of poverty 
and it's really going to continue to hold down certain classes of people. If you don't have the money to travel to get an abortion, you won't be able to get one. Women will kill themselves. Suicide rates will go up. You know, murder rates will likely go up. Boyfriends and will kill women because they can't get abortions. I mean, things like this are very likely to happen if we can't get some sort of, uh, we can't come to an agreement as a country on this that fetuses don't make conscious decisions. And getting, I shared an interesting uh, doctor just on my own personal Instagram page, and maybe I'll share it over on the Woman Get In page. She, uh, like giving the fetus a right, basically forcing a woman to carry a fetus to term is just uh, giving a fetus rights that no other living human being has. And oh, actually, interesting. That's very interesting. I hadn't thought about that. And I was also, yeah. Well, also like carrying it to term and forcing that fetus to actually live a life. And what about the, like the next 80 years of its life? You know, Let's say the work- first five years of its life could be terrible. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't even take into account the fact that there are ectopic pregnancies. There are pregnancies where the baby will be born severely deformed and yeah. suddenly a woman isn't able to end that pregnancy to save hers or and or the baby's life. Like, I mean, well, ending the pregnancy wouldn't save the baby's life, but it would save this fetus from, or embryo, whatever it would, you know, fetal stage uh, from being born with in extreme pain with deformities and having no chance of survival anyways. I mean, some of the the resources afterwards, I'm thinking about all of the, all of the resources it takes to have a life, to live a life afterwards. I mean, like banning abortion doesn't solve anything. It makes things worse and it has a big ripple effect for decades. Yeah. They're (laughs) pro-pregnancy. These people that are supporting this are pro-pregnancy, not necessarily pro-life because there are systems. And if they were pro-life, they would have set up systems in place to support every baby and child born in this country before they went ahead with this nonsensical decision. Exactly. And it's just, it's wild to see how fast backwards the whole thing has gone right now. Um, and it's, it's, just, it's not real. supportive. It's not supportive of women. It's not supportive of our healthcare system. It's not supportive of the women of color who I shouldn't keep saying women because anybody with a uterus, you may not identify as a woman, but with, yeah. you know, uterus bearing people, uh, it's, you're just, we're all feeling very unsupported right now. And even though this decision will not likely have any effect on me, the abortion, you know, decision, be personally with a uterus. Um, however, it will affect every single person in this country at some point or another in our healthcare costs, our tax dollars, our, you know, the, just what happens in our streets and poverty areas. I mean, this, you will see the effects of this, whether or not you realize it now, I encourage you to start reading things by economists, what they submitted to the Supreme Court on how banning or illegalizing abortion will affect our economy. It'll hold women down. You won't get education. They won't be in the labor force. I mean, this is a big thing. And it's not just like everything that you said is valid, but I keep wanting to go back to how big of an impact or ripple effect this is going to have, because it's not just in the realm of pregnancies and abortion. Like this sets a precedent for so many other issues that could be overturned. It also just 
not even speaks. What's a bigger word than speaks? Like yells. It screams the importance of how we need to like speak up even more than ever before. And how like I feel an even bigger responsibility even than before that I need to be contacting my legislators. I need to be voting. I need to be voting on the right people because how can, like, I'm still very, like when I said I was shocked, like my, my family came immigrated to the United States thinking that we were coming to a country that was going to be fair and, and like be led by people who are um, smart. Right. And I'm thinking like these Supreme court justices were selected because we entrusted them to make these appropriate decisions. And I can't believe that these justices would make this kind of decision. And I've even seen information on them considering other issues, like like reversing other issues, like yeah. same-sex marriage and all of these other major social issues that I thought we were like, we're making our country progressive and moving forward and doing like setting a good example for the world. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary right now because they've already set a precedent for um, reversing things like contraception, uh, freedom to contraception. Like, can you imagine your state not allowing you to have access to contraception? So not only can you stop from getting pregnant, but you then would have to carry a baby if you did happen to get pregnant. And mind you, there's no birth control out there that's 100% effective unless, I mean, even a vasectomy can be undone, but a vasectomy would be great. Maybe they'll start handing out, you know, vasectomy cards instead of vaccine cards. But we all know. I saw a meme that said like vasectomies are reversible. We should give every young man a vasectomy until they are ready to be responsible. And, And I'm thinking, yeah. 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 It was um, Clarence Thomas who has already, his thinking is so far out there. I can't even, (laughs) I can't even begin to describe it, but yeah, he mentioned uh, reviewing now that Roe has been overturned, they're going to be reviewing. um, I'm blanking on the names of the cases right now, but basically gay marriage and access to contraception. So this is just the beginning of things that may fall for us if we don't as a country, if we don't get together, really get out there, support people that are not only saying they're going to support our issues, but actually vote that way in Congress, because the fact that Congress is ruled right, like Democrats have the power seat in Congress and the White House right now, and this is still able to happen, just really kind of reinforces the idea to me that Democrats have been running with these things on their tickets and on their agendas, but they aren't actually voting for them when it comes down to it. And if they're not going to stand and vote the way that they're putting on their tickets and gaining all of our votes really makes me feel manipulated as a voter. And uh, I need to do a bit more digging. And it's really time for a a radical change in this country, not in the backwards way that it's going but by putting people in office who will actually put their votes where their mouth is and vote to uphold our rights as people with uteruses. We're suddenly, I guess, not able to make our own sound healthcare decisions, which is just wild to me. So um, yeah, we need to get out there. We need to vote. We need to find people to run and get elected into office that will actually have a voice of reason and 
um, it's not about really one party or the other. It's about, uh, you know, supporting the people of the country and not just fetuses. Exactly. I feel like there's so many other major issues that our country is facing right now, but yet they're looking backwards on all of these issues that we have already, in my mind, overcome. And now we're just going backwards as opposed to actually figuring out solutions that like solutions to current problems that we actually need attention on. Yeah. How many children die hungry in this country? Why aren't we working to end child hunger? Why aren't they, why aren't these so so pro-life work to end child hunger work to end the maternal or lower the maternal mortality rate in this country, which is one of two countries after the who did a survey in I think 2017 uh, since the year 2000, our, the United States and the Dominican Republic are two countries whose maternal mortality rates increased. That means it's less safe for women to have pregnancies and babies in this country than other. Other countries are actually improving and women are dying less and here they're dying more. Um, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Lots of statistics, like even uh, when you're white, I guess, or having college education slightly lessens the percentage to that you might die during pregnancy or immediately after delivery. But if you're black and college educated, you actually have a higher chance of dying during or after delivery. It's fascinating. I mean, honestly, a lot of this stuff feels, feels very discriminatory um, against people of color and women in general or anyone with a uterus in general. But you would think these groups, if you're really pro-life, you'd be working to end homelessness, to house the unhoused, feed the people that are hungry. Let's do something with all the people that we already fucking have here instead of worrying yeah. about more to this country and planet. Improve mental illness, improve our yeah. education system. I mean, we are a first world country, but our education system sucks. It's like we are um, a first world country, question mark? <laughs> yeah. All of these issues, I'm like, really? How we're, yeah, I, I, I get baffled and it's so bizarre because you would think that a first world country would be able to address successfully some of these issues that shouldn't, ha- shouldn't be taking place, like education system, homelessness, right. food shortages. Right. Move forward, learn from the error of our ways. If we're not looking back and learning from history, we are doomed to repeat those mistakes over and over again. And that's what's happening right now. And if boomers are the ones that are out here getting all the votes, then we need to educate boomers on how this is going to affect them. You know, I don't know. I don't know who's not voting out there, but it, it needs to it needs to change. And we need generationally like you know the younger generations are having less kids etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just it's less less of them are already going into the labor force they don't want nine to five jobs or our economy is already facing a lot of interesting things coming down the road and this is not helping us yes we are a first world country in the way that we are we have roads and railways and planes and industrialized systems and but our thinking is sudden, like our thing as a collective, like SCOTUS and, you know, Trump put people in office that the Republicans have making of trying to get Roe overturned since it happened. And Trump put people on the Supreme Court that he was sure would make that happen. And that's what's happening now. So, you know, it's, it's a matter of getting some of, you know, those seats vacant and getting it to be a more balanced system again. 
And that's what democracy is about. It's about balance. It's about bringing more people in there who are bipartisan and aren't so set in their own personal ways and ideals that they can see for the greater good of the country and every human that inhabits it as a citizen. It's just, it's mind boggling right now. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I hope our listeners, well, I think the thing is sometimes I feel like I'm alone in all this, but I hope our listeners know that keep talking about it. Don't be afraid to keep talking about it. We need to keep talking about it. We need to cuss, share our stories, share our opinions. Don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah. And if you're in Arizona, um, I know some people who are collecting signatures to petition that the um, abortion ban doesn't happen here. So I'll share that on our Instagram story in the next couple of days. I'll maybe I'll just share it kind of daily as, as I until you know this. I think I see the certain number of signatures is three hundred some thousand before August. So I'll try to share it repeatedly so everybody can see that and find someone to sign the petition with. Um, you may see people, if you're in the Phoenix area, you may see people out on the streets with those petitions. I encourage you to take a moment and sign them. This is not only a time when we need women to stand up or people with uteruses to stand up to support ourselves, but we also need our fathers, our sons, the men of this country to also stand up for what's right. And that is our right to choose you know, our healthcare when it comes down to it. Uh, just as much as men wouldn't want forced vasectomies, women or people with uteruses don't want forced pregnancies that may kill them. So, you know, we need everyone to stand up for this, not just the women. I appreciate that you say that because, you know, I've seen, I've, I've seen and received some support from people who are not uterus owners and, uh, it's actually been very helpful to even, even on a personal one-on-one, just to be able to share and know that we're being supported goes a long way. Yeah, it does. It, it shouldn't just be us screaming from the hilltops that we want <laughs> bodily autonomy. I think everyone should want that. And if rights are being taken away from us, I mean, it's unlikely that men will have their rights taken away from them uh, because that's just not the way this country was founded. But uh you know it could happen who's to say who's to say if they suddenly deem some of you a lower class that they won't start putting things into action that slowly takes your rights away it's a good time to practice empathy and compassion even if even if it's not likely that you will feel or experience those same things it's a great opportunity for you to connect with another human being and uh experience, practice some empathy, compassion for what is right and how you would like yourself to be treated, but also, like you said, mothers, daughters, sisters, friends, girlfriends, fiancés, wives. Yeah. I've seen lots of stories being posted online on Instagram the last few days, people coming forward with their stories of having to terminate pregnancies. And the thing is, abortion covers a huge amount of procedures. If you're miscarrying and the baby won't um, I guess, pass or deliver itself, They ha- you have to have what they, falls under the category of abortion. So I'm also hopeful that maybe the healthcare system can rework how they, you know, the terminology and the procedure codes around a lot of these things to maybe to find ways out of this so women can still obtain the healthcare they need. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that are really interesting about that. But if you're paying attention, there are lots of women out there who likely you all know who have either 
had an abortion end of pregnancy that was unexpected and they weren't able to, you know, carry for whatever reason, uh, you know, along with things like miscarriages, ectopic pregnancies, where the pregnancy happens in a fallopian tube and that obviously cannot be carried to term. I mean, all of these things are getting banned in about 26 states right now. So it's really important that we educate people on what is included in abortion, not just um, you know, elective procedures, it's a healthcare issue for women, and uh, it's important to get educated on it. Man, it breaks my heart. Yeah. I'm glad that we were able to spend some time chit-chatting about it. Yeah. Do we want to still do an episode? <laughs> we're at 40 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> We talk so much about serious things. We'll keep our episode short and maybe we'll just go slide right into our episode about some summer fun since we've talked for 40 minutes about some serious stuff. So <laughs> today we were going to chit chat a little bit about how to stay cool in the summer heat. Yeah, it's a palate cleanser for your day. Uh, here's some fun tips and interesting new, hopefully to you, things to do. Uh, well, with your with your summer, it's it's hot everywhere this year. Oh my gosh, it was a hundred degrees one day or ninety eight or something the day after I left Michigan a few weeks ago, which in June is unheard of there. And you know, Phoenix hit high temperatures already. I think we set a couple records, one hundred fourteen a couple of the early days of June. So it's a hot one out there again this year. And maybe we can introduce some new things for you all to do to, uh, to not let that heat get to you. So we'll start with, um, one of the first things that comes to my mind when I think about like a hot day or a summer day is just anything to do with water that will cool you down. So if, you know, we're, we're in Arizona, so we're not by an ocean. One of the first things is like, go to the beach, right? But we're in Arizona, we have a, a lake or you can go lay by the pool. I remember when I've never really been a pool person since I became an adult because I, I don't like to lay in the sun because I've kind of been scared of skin cancer. But during our hour, you and me, our summer of COVID together, I, I started to hang out by the pool a lot with you. And it's actually a lot more relaxing than I ever thought it would be. And so, you know, even if you're just laying by the pool for 20 minutes or so, like actually getting some warmth and some sunshine is actually really helpful for the body, vitamin D, I guess. And so, uh, but it, you know, you, you don't have to go to the ocean or the, the, the lake, you can go to the pool, but jet skiing, snorkeling, scuba diving, um, <clears throat> building sandcastles if you can make it to the beach uh you know like fishing i know like some of my guy friends have gone fishing this summer salmon fishing uh lots of times there's there's like 20 different ways to fish i've never gone fishing it's actually on my to-do list uh you know i, I wiped out camping a couple of, i scratched out camping a couple of years ago but fishing is also on my list to just do one time in my life but uh fishing and uh you know and i remember uh, if you if you can't get access to a pool or a lake or an ocean, um, I remember when I was a little kid for one of my birthday parties, I filled up like a thousand water balloons and all of my friends got together at my house and in my neighborhood, we I put like buckets of water balloons all over the neighborhood and we just like threw water balloons like as hard as we could at each other I mean, in the middle of the neighborhood. Speaking of 
kids and things to do with kids that are fun and low cost. I mean, if you can't get a pool or a lake, as a kid, I was in the sticks of Michigan. There were no lakes nearby. Even when we moved down to the city, there weren't any lakes immediately nearby. Like it was a road trip with your parents to get to a lake. And we would set up the sprinkler. That's right. There was those old school sprinklers oh, yeah. to the hose to, and they had the row of lines and it would just arch back and forth. Or you could set it stagnant in one direction and oh, like but we used to run through the sprinklers on hot days. I mean, nothing slip and slides are a really fun oh, thing if you yeah. have you yard. Have a, yep. If you have a yard and you know, 30 feet of space, like or go to the local park. If you yeah. Yes, a local so local they have splash pads now too. I was just gonna say that. So the parks and the malls here in Arizona have splash pads. Like there's little splash pads for the kids to be around. Often the malls, the outdoor malls here in Arizona have misters to try to cool down the air to keep people comfortable at the mall. So even if it's like a mild day, maybe that's not helpful at 110 degrees in Arizona. But if your malls have splash pads or your parks have splash pads, I suggest getting out there. Sometimes there are even community pools in some cities. I feel like a lot of that's going away because not all of the cities have the funding to keep them open and keep lifeguards at them. But I used to, I used to go to a high school pool. I would, okay. you know, because I didn't have a pool in my house or in my community neighborhood. So during the summer, we would just go to the high school pool because it would be open. Sure. And YMCA's have memberships for families, and a lot of them have pools that you can go and swim in and open pool time. You can take swim lessons there. I mean, swim lessons are a great thing to keep kids and some adults busy for a few weeks in the summer, and it's a great skill. Even if you don't have a pool in your yard, you should learn how to swim so that you don't drown in a pool because that's a huge thing here. I was going to say safety, 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 because here in Arizona, it's what been a month of June and we've already had a couple of drownings, yeah. death related yeah. drownings. So it's been at Lake Pleasant and uh, in pools. Uh, and so please, uh, if you're going to play with water, make sure you know how to swim or you're protected with life jackets or floaties or anything but even then as soon as you can if you have children if you're an adult that doesn't know how to swim please take some swimming lessons it's very very important it could save your life literally Absolutely. if you don't have a pool in your yard a friend will a family member will and you're they're going to be exposed to water at some point it's super important to know how to swim as far as like beaches and lakes and getaways state parks i had a note here that i was like miley loves her state parks and so many state parks are either on big lakes or have lakes around them. Here in Arizona, we have quite a few lakes that are free with public access. You can rent a boat, rent a pontoon boat. If you have you know, a few bucks to spend in a group of friends that wanna go out on the boat. Um, uh, one of my favorite places, like when I was in Michigan, or even if you're thinking of traveling through the state of Michigan this summer, Lake Michigan cannot be beat. It's white sandy beaches are amazing. The water temperatures are so nice. The water is typically very nice to swim in and clean. And the sleeping bear sand dunes are one of the coolest things and the biggest sand dunes you'll probably ever see that you can like climb and walk up. And I mean, they just go on and on and on. You think you make it over that first big hill and Lake Michigan's going to be there, but it's not. <laughs> I'm so adding it to my list. I, I, I've been to Chicago so many times, which is Oh. Is it near Lake Michigan? But I've never been to Lake Michigan and I've, and I, 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 I'm adding it to my list, the sand dunes and sliding, what, sliding bear? Sleeping bear. Oh. <laughs> well, sleeping it's bear. A, it's like a Native American type of story where this mama bear was swimming with her two bear cubs across the lake and 
uh, she made it to the shore and they didn't. So there's actually two little islands just off the shore. And those are said to be her cubs. And then the big dune is said to be where she laid down to rest and waited for them. And then was, you know, buried and buried and buried by the sands. Yeah, but it's it's a great park. Uh, we used to, we've gone there as field trips because I lived in the area as a kid. And I've gone there a couple of times as an adult. And I'm like, damn, it seems so easy when I was a kid. <laughs> like, climbing that hill as an adult is rough. Even when I was active doing spin class and lots of workouts and whoo, you just do not know you do not know a real workout until you've tried to climb the big dunes at sleeping bear sand dunes but um state parks are great park passes you can get them annually or one time if you're really into hitting up the parks and often they're in slightly cooler areas than the concrete jungles of the city where a lot of us tend to live um miley you mentioned did you mention camping already once uh I have not really specifically mentioned camping, but I did before we move on from water, uh, water parks. So when I was a kid in Arizona, I used to go to Sunsplash a lot, or um, I think they have like wet and wild here in Arizona, but I'm pretty sure there's water parks at various cities all over the country. But if you, you know, like, you, you know, just, it's a fun option. You don't do it every day, but you can go with a group of friends and for the whole day you ride a bunch of slides, uh, water slides. Yeah. So there's also this, uh, what's it called? Great Wolf Lodge has a, oh, yeah. uh, Traverse City where I'm from has one and that's in Michigan. And then they put up a couple other, they put one here in Arizona. There's one in Scottsdale. I, I don't know if you can buy day passes or if you have to stay the night, but usually each room comes with four passes. So, yeah. you know. Two adults, two kids, maybe two moms get together, take your kids and go have an overnight. Usually they have alcoholic drinks in those bar restaurants. So like moms can have a cocktail, kids can play in the water parks. Um, Those are a ton of fun. And speaking of theme parks, roller coasters, feeling the wind, feeling the wind through your hair on a set of roller coasters all day long was really fun. Sunscreen and walking shoes are my uh, biggest tip for roller coasters because I had to take my flip flops off. I went to Cedar Point recently. I think we talked about that. And (laughs) I wore flip-flops like a dum-dum. Even though I've been to Cedar Point, I don't know, 12 times as a youngster. (laughs) I I got there and I started looking at everyone's feet and noticing everyone had sneakers on, like sneakers. Uh And I looked at my feet and I thought, shit, I wore flip-flops. These things will fly off my feet on the first coaster I get on. So I, uh, luckily the coasters where your feet dangle, they have these little bins. So you just, a lot of people were dropping shoes or hats, sunglasses. They were dropping their things into those bins. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wore flip-flops to Cedar Point. I was like probably 10 people in the park out of thousands of people there that day that wore flip-flops like a moron. So my tips for roller coasters and water slides are wearing appropriate shoes and sunscreen when you uh, are planning that and also bring a hair tie if you have long hair because you'll want to be able to brush it later and a hair tie is very important (laughs) (laughs) I like it I like I like all these tips but yes uh going back to you know you before we had talked about the water theme parks and the regular just roller coaster theme parks we talked a little bit about camping but I also 
wanted to mention before, you know, you had mentioned state parks and there are state parks with natural water slides, like Slide Rock up in Northern Arizona. So look for state parks that have natural uh, uh, water slides and or lakes. And, and then you can make it a weekend trip and do camping uh, in cooler weather as well. So that's super fun. Or you can camp in your backyard um, at nighttime. There's a lot of, even though, you know, maybe during the, the day it's super hot, but at nighttime it might be a little bit cooler. So you can do things in the backyard, like a camping in the backyard or doing a bonfire, making s'mores. Yeah, not everyone lives in the concrete jungle like us, or even if you do live on the outskirts of it and you have a nice grassy yard, it can be fun out there. And camping gear is everywhere on the resale sites because back in the early COVID days of 2020, everybody thought they were going to become campers because you couldn't stay in hotels. So there's a lot of that stuff being sold, um, you know, and times are getting a little tough with the economy being different. So if you're in a place and you can buy some used, gently used camping gear or rent a uh, like a Winnebago, rent an RV, rent a camper. That's an option too with a group, rent a camper and drive into your nearest state park or campground or go somewhere fun, camp just outside of a site you've been wanting to see. Uh, that's, you know, getting a group together can make it really reasonable money-wise. During the day, I did have a couple other things since you mentioned some daytime things to do to stay cool. And in Arizona, that can be a real struggle, especially if you don't work you know, a typical nine to five schedule and you're not in an air conditioned office building, low cost and or sometimes free are the museums and the science centers in town. Great places also to like science centers are great for kids and there are children's museums for the kids. Um, but honestly, museums are always cold. So if you really want to go somewhere cold, hit up a museum or a science center, Google museums in your area. I mean, Scottsdale has a Scottsdale Museum of Modern Art that's pretty new. It's been redone. Phoenix has an art museum that's great. Uh, the Heard Museum. We have a bunch of museums. You, you know, you went to the Musical Instrument Museum a couple of years ago, and I still I have, haven't, I haven't been, been to that one. Oh. No, I've been to the art museums and the Heard Museum, but I haven't been to the Musical Instrument Museum, but I want to. It's on my list. Oh, it's on my list for a date idea. Maybe it, that's where it came from. I thought you went there for a date. No, I went to the art museum, Phoenix Art Museum, for a date. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. well, next next date I go on, I'm going to put in for the Musical Instrument Museum, but also the Pima Air uh, Airplane Museum down in Tucson. Those are two museums that are like top two on my list. Yes, those would be great dates and like teeny tiny little road trip because it's a few yeah. minutes away to the Air Museum, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. So they, and if yeah, so pay attention to those websites because they have three days, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly, you can get into certain museums free. Yeah. And it's both like museums are great, not just for children, but adults too. You learn so much. Yeah. And like you said, like lots of good AC and, uh, and a lot of exercise too, which is good. So it's like a threefer. Yeah. Walking around is, is, it's a nice place and a nice way to walk around, observe some beauties of art, learn some history. If you have a history museum in your town. Um, one of my other favorite cool things to do during summer days and summer nights. Like if it gets really hot here in Phoenix, you know, and your air conditioning is struggling to keep up and the temperatures inside are creeping up because it's 110 outside. I like to go to a movie. I just like to go to a movie theater and chill in their AC for a couple of hours. <laughs> I'll have some popcorn. I'll have a cold, you know, super cold environment propped up in my recliner chair and just enjoy a movie for a few hours because it's always cold in theaters. And if you have kids, 
you can often find packages and deals during the summer for like matinee movies. They have really cheap, they'll reshow older kids' movies for five bucks or something. Harkins used to do some really neat stuff. So you can always check out deal sites and the actual company websites for uh, packages and deals during the summer. Because I don't think, I mean, there are, the big summer blockbuster movie thing is trying to come back, but the movie industry isn't what it was before COVID. So there are lots of incentives to get people back into the theaters these days. And if it's something you feel safe with, uh, I encourage people to check that out. It's a nice way to stay yeah. cool. AMC does $5 Tuesdays, matinees and stuff. And if you have a membership, you get popcorn. Nice. You and I are both popcorn enthusiasts. So right. I, I was really bummed. I went and saw Top Gun. I should have mentioned this in our intro, but I went and saw Top Gun to Maverick and the popcorn deal for Harkins is not the same as it used to be. So um, check into that because, you know, I think they're trying to recoup some of those costs they lost when no one was going to the movie theater. So the popcorn deal, yeah, the popcorn deal has changed. So I was a little bummed about that. I couldn't get a refill on my large popcorn anymore. You have to buy the extra large, which is almost $12 to get a refill. I'm like $12 oh. on popcorn is bananas. It was more than my ticket price. So yeah, I don't know. Look into that stuff because they're not all a good deal as they were in all of the time. You, there's there's lots of things now. I'm I'm channeling my fuller house and I'm going, <laughs> how rude. I've uh I've been catching up well, I've been putting on a lot of different TV shows to fall asleep to during my whole COVID vacation. And uh I got into Fuller House and so I'm like, how rude. So she's and- still saying well, neither one of those the at the Olsen twins are on the show, right? Oh, but Stephanie, uh, Stephanie oh. says it now. Uh, and some people, uh, some of the characters will say it as a tribute to the Olsen twins. And so uh, they say like, um, you got it, dude. And, uh, and other little fun things too. So uh, <laughs> I've been catching up on so many different shows and TV shows <laughs> that like help me fall asleep. Because sometimes like the head, the pounding of my headache because of COVID just, I can't fall asleep. So I have to have something in the background to listen to. And so yeah. distracting, That's- yeah very rude about the $12, $15 popcorn stuff. Yeah. I'm like 12 bucks for popcorn. What? That's crazy talk. So I'm like, it's a handful of seeds. It costs you 14 cents for the bag and everything. Get just give me my popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Offending okay. popcorn lovers everywhere. I, uh, I still haven't seen Top Gun 2 because I've been under house arrest. COVID uh, house arrest. But I'll give you a pass. You've been sick, but you need to make a plan to see it the second you test negative and feel better. Like you could stay away for two hours. You need to go see it. Yeah. I'm working my way up to two hours. It <laughs> drains. It's very energy draining to like do stuff. <laughs> That's funny. So I have, I don't have a lot more of daytime activities to stay cool. I have some, well, I guess they could be daytime things. I have, I have like a uh, going to like arts and crafts stores to do stuff. Oh, yeah. My friend Demi went to, I forget what it's called, Make-A-Wish, Build-A-Wish, <laughs> some kind of wish place. So there, where... there is, there's a Build-A-Bear. That's a one thing. And then there is a Make, I don't think it's Make-A-Wish because I'm pretty sure that's a non-profit yes, <laughs> But there is something like this in, it used to be one in Tempe Marketplace and you basically go in and you get to create ceramic stuff where you paint pottery stuff sorry that this is an example of brain fog I can't well actually I've always had this like English is hard so like just 
just remembering things is hard in general for me, I guess. But like, there's a you know pottery place where you can go in and you can make pottery, but you can also go in and it's already made, and all you do is you paint it. And um, like arts and crafts stuff is really good. I know for our girls night coming up this weekend, uh, my fingers crossed that I can go, but we're going to do macrame or something like that. So like creating stuff with your hands and learning how to make bracelets or jewelry and stuff. I'm um, excited to learn macrame, side note, but I Googled it and it is called As You Wish. And it's Thanks. a store that we have here that you can um, paint pottery. And I believe they fire it or whatever they need to do for yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I know a couple of local people. I know a woman who will come to your house. You choose the craft you want to do. And if you have a little group together, she'll bring everything to your house so you can make and paint pottery. And then she takes it back and fires it for you. And I guess you get to pick it up later. Um, oh, but fun pottery making and glass glass blowing would not necessarily be beating the heat because I think you have to work around the actual oh, fire. Hot. <laughs> um, but those great sip classes are really fun. Uh, you go and drink some wine, hang out in the air conditioning, paint a picture for a while. Those are good times too. There's also um, a couple summers ago during COVID, I also got into Legos, like building huge Legos. It can be a cost. Like I got this uh, two foot, yoga ba baby yoda baby yoda legos that i built um and that takes you know that's just super fun to do if you're doing it with somebody but like i built a lot of legos like airplanes and lego stuff so that's super fun and uh and then i was thinking you know of cooking classes but that gets hot so then i changed my mind and i was like how to make ice cream or making popsicles or or learning different like a cold drinks recipes, you know, if you're an adult, you can try different, uh, uh, adult beverage drinks. Yeah. I actually was thinking that too, because I have been thinking a lot lately about making my own popsicles and making my own budget pools, ice cream bar type of things. Cause I make ice cream. So I'm like, I need to learn to make like, and I have popsicle molds. So thinking I need to start making ice cream bars and then dipping them in the chocolate and then topping Ooh. them with the fun things. And um, but yeah, you can make popsicles really easily, you know, blend up some fresh fruit, add in sparkling sodas or coconut cream, you know, whatever style of popsicle or paletas you might enjoy. And popsicle molds are really cheap. I'll grab oh, some on Amazon or Target and make some popsicles, make some boozy ones. As long as they're not all booze, they'll freeze, you know, mix it with your favorite mixers and make frozen sangria pops. Yeah. Ooh, that's something we should consider for girls night. Or maybe I'll bring some stuff for um, some um, uh, Sundays, ice cream Sundays. <laughs> yeah, that was hard. I, I probably, <laughs> that would actually be a good idea. I'm supposed to bring something sweet, I think, anyways. So <laughs> um, yeah, I'll see if I can make some popsicles. They'll be a great gluten-free treat. You can make them dairy-free really easily. You can meet a lot of dietary needs with popsicles and ice cream. So definitely something fun to think about. Something along the lines of boozy that I like to do in the summer, any time of year really, but summer happens to be when I go the most is visit wineries. And there are wineries all over the country. Uh, you know, California is the obvious choice for a lot of people or the obvious one that pops to mind, Napa, Sonoma, Southern, even in mid California, you have San Luis Obispo areas, Central California, like Santa Barbara. Southern California, Temecula, 
if you want to be in the country, you know, all those places are really great. Temecula gets a little warm, I think, during the summer, but the other areas are really nice, really cool. Michigan has amazing wineries. Upstate New York has wineries. Oregon, Washington, great places to visit wineries. Even Texas has wineries. Uh, you can investigate around the Austin area for wine in Texas. And um, Texas isn't always like a cool escape, but uh, usually wineries are planted in areas where the climate is, you know, suitable for grapes. So, <laughs> and sometimes just being surrounded by all the vines and everything, it's, it's, uh, it can be cooler just by proxy. When you were talking about the wineries, it made me think of breweries too, because we have a few breweries up north in Arizona and you just came back from Strawberry. So that makes me wonder if there are little towns that are that make great day trips where you can go and maybe even like go to fruit farms and go fruit picking or, uh, you know, I, I wonder, are there any wineries in Arizona? There's got to be some. Wineries in Arizona, tons. Um, not very yeah. Um, where I was just mentioning, so not far outside of Sedona, you will find Cottonwood and, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on some of the names up there, but it's in the Cottonwood area that there are lots of wineries. And then there are lots down south, which gets a little warm in the summer in Southern Arizona, but um, Northern Arizona around that Cottonwood, Jerome, just outside of Sedona, there are quite a few wineries and the, the weather there is great. It makes a great overnight trip. Um, even a day trip, as long as you have a driver, a DD, make sure you have someone who can drive safely because it's a couple, maybe an hour and a half outside of the city. So you can't be driving around all tipsy. So make a day trip, make an overnight adventure, see the area. Um, yeah, just about any part of the country you're in, I could probably recommend a winery area within a few hours. <laughs> awesome. Yes. And brewery is also fun. Breweries, there's usually not as much of a show. Like, there's not a lot of sit down. Like, not a lot of them are offering, um, oh. you know, classes and talking to you a lot about beer. But there are distilleries that offer tours. And I've done in Kentucky before. I've done Maker's Mark and toured oh. those facilities and learned about the making of all of that. It's, I think it was a free tour for us. And we had tastings at the end of it. Um, you get to see the room where they're distilling. You get to see the room where they're aging everything, where everything is getting yeasted and turning all bubbly. And, um, the fermentation process basically is happening. So if they're, if you're anywhere near Kentucky, the bourbon trail is super fun if you're into bourbon. But I'm sure there, there are distilleries here in Phoenix, too, that you can take tours. You can take chocolate making tours if you have a chocolate a chocolatier in your city they usually offer tours these things are all starting to come back now that we're moving out of you know super dangerous covid days so uh, that's something to explore as well and obviously it's always very cool where they're making chocolate or candy or fudge so if any of those are around you that's a fun thing to do i love that you said small towns so like strawberry and uh you can definitely go picking out in you can find some sort of fruit or veggie picking Fruit picking is super popular in the summer. I think Arizona is entering apple season. So you could do some search around apple season. I think we might be in or just edging out of peach season. It's happening, should be happening right around now. And a lot of places around the country are entering the berry season. So strawberries are coming in and it's, it's a fun thing to do. Kills a few hours, wear a big hat, 
you know, and get your hands dirty, pick in some fruit and make jam and pies, kind of have a girl's night in if you really want to. Good thing to do. I think we've come up with a lot of great ideas and hopefully our listeners, our listeners chime in, give us some more ideas of what you're up to and what you've discovered uh, and give us some ideas on what else we can continue to do. Yeah. How are you beating the heat? Yeah. You can join the conversation on our Instagram at woman get in on Instagram, woman get in on Facebook. We are working on updating the LinkedIn page. <laughs> and we're um, working on updating our website. Yeah, the website and is still getting a little uh, refresh. Right, Miley? I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in the works. Uh, and then I think we have a lot of fun stuff coming this summer. So keep an eye out. Please join us. Head over to Instagram. I think that's where we're most active. Yeah. And uh, join the conversation. Give us some ideas of what's what you're doing this summer, but also if there are uh, topics or conversations that you want to have, let us know. Yes, please do reach out. We would love to hear from you. Till next time. Love you. Love you too.